Welcome to the latest episode of the Proof of Delivery cast, talking about all things supply chain and technology to help visionaries like you gain unprecedented insight, foresight, and oversight into your operations and the industry as a whole. We're talking with the who's who of supply chain from around the world about the latest trends, technologies, and tips to help illuminate the hidden potential in every link of your supply chain. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Allen and Caitlin Mercier. All right, welcome to today's episode of the POD Cast. So looking forward to having Dr. Matthew Taylor from the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute joining us today. So we're going to be talking about some of the applications for AI to supply chain. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm geeking out a little bit. This is uh, is going to be a good one, I think. So yeah, might as well jump right into it. Looking forward to it. Welcome, Matthew. Uh, we're really excited to have you. And uh, maybe if you want to just kind of start off, uh, just tell us a little bit about your background and, and, and you know, the type of work you do. And then we can jump into a little bit about what you're doing with, uh, with the Amy Group as well. Sure. That sounds great. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here this morning. Thanks for um, being here. I, I first got interested in AI in 2003 because it was really fun. You know, artificial intelligence lets you play with robots and play with video games. And then over the past few years, it turns out you know, AI is actually useful. So I came up to Edmonton a few years ago to work with the Royal Bank of Canada and Borealis. And then recently I joined the University of Alberta. So I'm a professor there. And I also am a fellow in residence with Amy, where I get to work with companies in in Alberta, but also around the world and work on getting AI out of the lab and into the hands of users. I love that actually, out of, out of the lab and into the hands of users. That that jives very well with our mantra as well as, you know, get this this power into the hands of the people that need it and, uh, and, and make it practical and make it usable and make it scalable. So uh, yeah, I'm super glad to hear that. Um, you know, I, I think maybe just tell us a little bit about uh, the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute and kind of what the what the mandate is there and what you're trying to accomplish, and, and then we can get into a little more uh, detail. At, at Amy, we, we have a few purposes. One of them is to promote fundamental research. But the other, equally important, is getting artificial intelligence from professors, from um, researchers, and into the hands of practitioners. So at Amy, we partner with a lot of companies around the world and in Alberta, looking at trying to identify good problems where can AI be useful, but also working with the company to upskill people in the company. So as we see more and more AI applications, it's really important that people within companies are able to learn about AI so that they can not only use use it uh, when they're working with Amy, but also to identify problems on their own, have their own AI solutions after an engagement with Amy, Amy finishes. So our job is really trying to get just to promote AI across different ecosystems and get it out there and work it. That's fantastic. And what are some of the biggest challenges then that you're working to solve right now? Yeah, so there's there's obviously a lot of challenges. Yeah. Um, I think I think most most companies now recognize that AI is a critical part of their future, and the one of the biggest challenges is figuring out which problem or problems to tackle first. So there's there's always problems of, do you have enough data or the right data? Do you have the right skill set in your people? What And 
trying to identify the right problem to solve at the right time is often the most difficult. And that's one of the thing, ways that Amy helps is trying to partner with companies and really understand what are the what are the key pain points, what are the problems, and what are current technologies that could relieve some of that pain. Excellent. Yeah, and 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 you know, Rutik, uh, our our team is actually working with uh, the group at Amy right now, and I, I totally concur with the idea that you know that there's a lot of information out there when you're learning a little bit from the management point of view of what you know uh, a machine learning is capable of. Um, but there's much more information on how to run a library, you know, just install this library and run this. And, and when you're trying to learn the fundamentals of like, what does this technique do? What, what happens behind, behind the scenes, demystify what it does. Um, I think that's a really good, you know, a, a role for, for what you guys do as well as that knowledge transfer, because we don't, you know, as developers, as software developers, we're doing the same thing. We're trying to solve problems. Um, it doesn't necessarily do us as much good to just be in, able to install a library and run a, uh, you know, run a model as it does to understand fundamentally what we're trying to do with that and what, what, what the math behind it and the science behind it is and that kind of thing. I, I find it, same as you, fascinating. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it is the intersection of really fun and, and interesting, but also uh, amazingly useful. And we're admittedly not as far along the curve as your team is by, by a long shot, but uh, uh, you know, we're, we're big fans. We've already seen the power of what it can do uh, in our own platform. And, uh, and we're really excited to, to hear sort of, you know, where, where things are going next. So um, maybe can you give us a couple of examples of some specific problems that, you know, in supply chain that, that you're working to solve right now um, and, and, and sort of how, how you're going about that? Yeah, so there's there's a few problems we're looking at. One of them is warehouse management. So figuring out what items to put where, and then of course, how to pick those items, how to get them from the shelves to where they need to be. And that also involves forecasting, demand management, figuring out, well, if there's a Oilers game coming up, we probably want to stock up on toques. <laughs> but also, also thinking about um, uh, logistics in general, Figuring out how to get how to get items in the right place at the right time, and like like we were saying before, there's just so many interesting problems there. One of the difficulties is is figuring out which which is the right one to work on first. What's going to give you the biggest bang for the buck? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the interoperability or the 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 interconnectedness of these problems is really striking to me too. That you're not. If you're looking at it as solving a specific problem over here in isolation, it's not as valuable as looking at the, you know, the, it's a living ecosystem, essentially a supply chain and, and looking at it as a whole. And, and you know, in working with your team, I, I think we've come to realize that, you know, that, that every problem solution is the solution to another problem or something like that, right? You're, you're sort of upstream and downstream, um, you know, only as good as the inputs and, and the outputs and that kind of thing. So um, do, do you have some... I, I know that there's, you know, it's, it's, there's different tools for different use cases, but, um, you know, what kind of things are you really seeing um, coming to the forefront in terms of techniques, you know, without getting into to, to too much detail? Um, and what are some of the benefits of those? I know, uh, for example, like reinforcement learning, I think is, is something that you're, uh, you know, sort of really personally into or, or, or things like that. Like, what are you seeing as, as being, um, sort of up and coming in terms of, uh, of, of applications and usefulness. 
Yeah, well, I think I think there's kind of two things that come to mind. The first is reinforcement learning, and the second is human AI collaboration. So with reinforcement learning is a, a general technique where you can solve sequential tasks. So think about planning a route to get to work or playing the board game Go or playing a video game. These are all places where reinforcement learning has, has shown that it could come up with world-class solutions. And that's a particular technique that we at University of Alberta and Amy have a lot of expertise with. And we're just now getting to the point in the last few years where we're finding great applications of it in the real world. So getting out of video games and, for instance, helping to purify water. So running to, to better purify water with fewer chemicals mm -hmm. through reinforcement learning. Like that's a really cool use. So this is a, this is a hammer that is now a mature technology. And one of our goals is to go find the right nails for this hammer. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Um, sorry, hey, Caitlin, I'm kind of hogging all the questions. I was just going to ask one more. Um, it, the, basically, if if a, a company or an entity is looking at doing this, um, what are you seeing? Because you're going you're to be exposed to a lot of these kind of early use cases. What are you seeing as the biggest barriers to them getting started? Is it lack of data or access to data or the formatting or, or is it some other... Where where are companies needing to kind of take a step back and and reevaluate at the beginning of the of the project, um, rather than jumping right into you know which which technique do we use to solve this problem? Yeah, so it's once once we've identified once we or they have identified a good problem, the next big hurdle is what is the right solution technique. So going back to logistics, you know we have operations research. We have optimization, we have reinforcement learning, which, which is the right tool set to use? And depending on who you talk to, they may be you know, biased in favor of reinforcement <laughs> learning, but there's often going to be uh, places where you want to combine these different techniques. And I think that's, that's one of the areas that both practitioners and researchers need to really try to advance is to better understand the edges where one technique or one even framework way of thinking about the problem is going to be better than another one. Excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll let you jump in. Oh yeah. No, and I, I mean, I, I just circling back to what you said earlier um, about just, you know, the right type of data and the right quantity of data. So if I'm a business just, you know, starting this journey, my digitization journey, um, you know, how do I, how do I evaluate my quality of data? Great question, because it's, you know, it's, it's about the type of data, the quantity of data, the quality of data, all of that matters. One way you can think about it is, how are we doing this currently? And what is our current best practice? And is there a way that we could use some data to try, try to improve that? One tendency would um, you might see is that a company will say, I want to use AI to automate all of this. And, you know, that's, that may be a good idea in the long term, but often we think about, well, what's a, what's a small thing that I can do to try to better leverage the data I have, see what kind of benefits I can get. And then as you get comfortable with the data you have, figure out how you can collect more, if you need to improve the quality. But it's really, you know, you need you want to you want to dip your toe in mm -hmm. in some way that you can see some easy added value and then iterate and worry about, you know, increasing that data flow. 
Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So there's a lot of analogs with what our team does on the software development side as well, where I, I think, you know, people who are sort of less technical, they have an end goal in mind. They know what they want to achieve. Um, and sometimes some of these things can seem like magic. And so the tendency is to go, well, why do I have to do all, can't the software just do it? Can't the algorithm just do it? Can't the model just do it for me? Um, and there's always, you know, going to be some level of work that's going to be involved in in stewarding and shepherding and formatting and doing the hygiene and the checks on the data and that kind of thing as well. We find the same thing in the software side that, um, you know, that it's, there's an educational process for a company to go through. I, I'm imagining for you, for you as well, a maturity process to go through from getting from AI is going to be the savior of everything to how do we actually start doing something practical, um, today and what do we have to do to get to where we want to go is is that a similar thing you're seeing where companies are going through a journey where they either get more sophisticated or find, solve one problem and realize that other problems can be solved no absolutely and that's that's what we phrase as the ai adoption process where first a company might come and come to us and really ask us for the pouch of magic AI dust. If you could just <laughs> sprinkle dust on our problem and solve it for us. And of course, that's not the way it works. AI is incredibly powerful, but figuring out where it can be useful and how with the current data. And one of the things we see is, can we take your current process and add a little bit of AI to it? If it's a human decision process, can we just provide some more advice or some more information to the person who's making that decision? And then as the company matures and it's AI understanding, both in terms of what problems there are inside the company, what uh, solution techniques they can use, as the company gets more and more mature, then it can move from identifying good problems to solving them to potentially even discovering new techniques that can then be protected or published. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about just what is that first problem that we want to solve? And let's take a, you know, just a baby step towards that, prove that we can solve it and then, you know, move on to the next thing. So <clears throat> not just going straight to how do we fully automate everything that's happening in our, our warehouse? Yeah, that's exactly right. And finding, well, and, and for many companies, AI investment is a risk. Mm. You know, because, because they haven't had a lot of experience, maybe not a lot of success with AI. But again, many companies know that AI is going to be a part of their solution in the future. If they're not considering it, their competitors are. So how can they you know, get start implementing AI, start using it, but at the same time de-risking and making sure that they don't overinvest in the wrong problem or try to use a technology that isn't yet mature enough? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just to, to riff on what you were talking about in terms of the mandate for, uh, for the Amy group, uh, I, I think from our point of view, we're trying to do both where you're leveraging your, you know, obvious expertise and prowess in the space to help us fast track something that, you know, if we could even do it ourselves would take us exponentially more time. But we're also trying to leverage some of that, um, that, that the learning uh, functions that, that, that Amy uh, helps propagate. So, you know, a number of our team have been through some of your programs already. Are you seeing companies, um, and I'm not sure if you're the right person to answer this from the group, but are you seeing companies doing both of those things, both using you, uh, your resources to, to help them, you know, as, on a project basis, but also using you as a, as a learning resource to internalize some of those capabilities? Are you seeing companies taking you up on, on both of those things? 
Absolutely. Yeah, both directly working with companies on projects where, of course, the individuals we're working with are learning more about AI, but also our courses. So getting, um, for instance, teaching people what it means to be a machine learning technician. Now, that's an emerging job category Mm -hmm. that many of us didn't even have an option of studying when we were in school. But now being able to take people from companies that maybe have some data science background and upskill them so that they can um, so that they can tackle new problems and new ways with current techniques. And that's and that's one of the reasons I love working with Amy is because it's it's not just solving problems, but also helping companies to be ready to solve the next problem. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, way of putting it for sure. Um, and and in terms of um, uh, you know the 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 types of people that you're seeing taking you up on the sort of educational side or the learning transfer side, are you seeing demand for just the, the more technician, the more hands-on side, or are you seeing companies coming to you from a management point of view going, you know, I will never be the person that does these things, but I definitely want to have an appreciation and an understanding of, of how it works and what can be solved. Are you seeing companies coming in with say non-technical people that are are looking to um, gain an, a general understanding so that they can deploy it within their company, but not necessarily the people that actually do the, the hands-on work? No, that, that's absolutely right. So it's, of course, it's important to have people that do that hands-on work, but it's also important for upper management to really understand what AI can and can't do. How do you manage an AI project? How is that different from a normal software development project? So Amy does have classes and resources that try to teach this, you know, emerging, emerging job category of just managing AI, identifying good AI projects, understanding how to build an AI team even. Excellent. Very cool. Nice. Well, um, any, any final thoughts uh, for our, our time today or anything else you wanted to share with our listeners? Yeah, I guess the one of the places where I I really see AI going in the near future is actually human AI collaboration. So thinking about where a human and an AI can work together and accomplish things better or faster than just a human could or just an AI could. So so for instance, think about um, trying to automate a nine one one call center. If someone calls up and orders a pizza they're not ordering a pizza. They're in a situation where they can't say anything and a human operator would know to send help. Whereas an AI might not be able to figure out that. You probably wouldn't trust an AI in that situation. However, there will be some 911 calls that you could have an AI help you solve. So figuring out how many ambulances to send or which which type of resource to send to which place. So I think that that human AI collaboration is underexplored. And my so my hope and prediction is that we'll see a, an explosion in growth there because we'll have lots of companies that already have humans making decisions mm. and letting the AIs not, not take over that decision-making, but supplement the human decision-making. I think could be huge you know, cost savings, improvements, higher accuracy. So I, I'm hoping we'll see a lot of that in the near future. 
Yeah, that's a fantastic point, specifically with logistics and supply chain as well, because we have an internal mantra here. You know, we're trying to create Iron Man, not Terminator. We're, we're, we're not trying to eliminate people from the equation. We're trying to augment them. We're trying to give them that superpower of the heads up display and all the extra tools that they can deploy to make them, you know, better decision makers at scale, I guess. Um, and, and that is an issue for this industry, I think, if you are if you're gunning for complete elimination of the human factor, how do you attract human beings to an industry that is, you know, you're trying to force them out of? And we're seeing that with drivers. We're seeing that with warehouse workers. Um, so I think that that is exactly the right approach is to show people that it is a, a tool that can, you know, better give your people, you know, we, we actually almost use the term superpowers with our X-ray vision for supply chain visionaries tagline. Um, you know, how can we make people superpowered as opposed to eliminate them and, uh, and, you know, have that sort of Skynet vision. And I think that's more reality as well. So I'm really glad that, you know, you guys are, are focused on that as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's great. I, I I don't know if you have any final thoughts or or Caitlin, you have any final thoughts? But I that's that's uh, super interesting, super helpful. I think you know our our uh, viewers will will really benefit from that primer, and we'll put some links, um, you know, to 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 Amy and to the group. And if people want to find out more, they definitely can, and uh, and and you know, um, check out all the great things that you guys are up to. So, anything else for us before we? No, just thank thank you so much for inviting me on, and you know it's great. It's always great to work with you, and I'm sure we'll be able to do some really cool stuff in the near future. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to show some of the things that we're collaborating on together. I know you guys. I, I'm aware of some of your other projects. Super cool. You mentioned robots and things like that. I, I, it's you know to to people like us who who love tech and who love the power of what it can do. I, I think it's uh, you're on the cutting edge of. Uh, of cool and useful. So yeah, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate the time. And, uh, and, um, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll throw some links in so, uh, so people can check out the, the group and, and the other cool things that you guys are working on. Great. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. That was fantastic. I always, uh, no, I always get so excited thinking about all the applications of, of AI, uh, for, for our clients and, uh, all the businesses in, in supply chain. And so, yeah, you know, another another guest who delivers both on, you know, the their expertise and and their the, the quality of their contributions but also just the passion, right? Another another person that uh, just really like eats, you know, lives breathes this kind of stuff and you can just tell you, you know, from from the way that he presents himself how excited he is about the the possibilities and and the future and and what AI and machine learning can do. So, yeah. well, I think it's so important to think about just, you know, education around what our AI is and some of the applications just so that, you know, I may not be able to code, but I can understand um, what applications there might be in in my business. Yeah, you said some some great stuff in there. I mean, the the AI human collaboration I thought was just bang on for the industry. It it's you you cannot have an industry where you're trying to recruit heavily and really short of people, but telling them that they're going to be replaced, right? So it's much better to show people a path to, you know, a better job, uh, a more exciting job, a more fulfilling job, one where you do more of what you love to do and less of what a machine may, might be better at. Um, you know, making people better at scale, I think is is great. And, and our mantra of, you know, of Iron Man versus Terminator, I think is, is exactly that sort of idea. So I really love the fact that even though they're immersed in the cutting edge of what this stuff can do, 
they're they're still thinking the human element is mm-hmm. is is the ultimately the the most important thing, right? Well, and how do we support people that have one of the hardest jobs out there on the warehouse floor or on the road, right? So I think that's so important. And like you said, it's just you know creating a better environment and you know being able to recruit. Uh, more easily. Yeah, everybody's better with, you know, a bit of of foresight, right? Like understanding what's yeah. coming down the road. I liked he talked about de- de-risking and the mm-hmm. and the risks around decisions in, you know, in investing in any in any technology, any infrastructure, any change. And you know, I think that's a lot of the power of what we can do with AI and machine learning, things like simulation. You know, can I can I build a simulation that that allows me to test a theory before I actually have to physically move product, physically restructure a warehouse, physically change partners, you know, anything like that. Um, being able to do that and, and, and de-risk those decisions, I think is, is, is really mm-hmm. huge. So, yeah. Well, and you know, it's always so fun to think about, you know, what's on the bleeding edge, but then at the same time, you know, we know in practice that so many of these processes on the road in the warehouse are still operating on paper. So it's nice to talk to Matt about how does someone get started and, and really the first step in that journey and what, you know, what we talk about, what we hear a lot about, um, is really around how do I digitize these processes? How do I collect the right data? So it's all about, you know, do I have the information that I need? Do I have good definition about the problem? And so that's, you know, really how a lot of businesses can start the journey towards AI is just around that data collection piece. Yeah, and that advocacy for the, you know, for AI and machine learning as a whole and 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 what it can do, I think, is so important because, um, you know, you 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 have to give people a realistic expectation of what can happen. And you also have to give them a grounding in what can be done. Uh, I love the way he was talking about the right problem. You know, the, what is the right problem? What what solutions can, can uh, this type of technology provide? It isn't a magic bullet. I loved his comment about magic pixie yes. dust. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought that was fantastic, right? It, it, that's bang on with any technology, not just artificial intelligence. Is is It's sometimes seen as a magic bullet. If you don't fully understand it, you can overestimate how, you know, what it can do on its own. Um, and there's a tendency for people to go, well, if I do it, if I, impl- if I deploy this tech, I've, I've now absolved myself of, of the hard work involved in, in making, giving, getting myself the result I need. So I love that they're thinking that way, that it is, it, there is no magic bullet. There is no magic technology. We see that ourselves. It's, it's, a, it's a, a concerted effort from all the stakeholders involved and the deployment of the right technology that gets you to where you want to be. So I thought that was, I thought that was really good. I was excited about that one. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving the conversation really excited today. So cool. Yeah, yeah no, great. Uh, you know, I think that that's a wrap on this one. And, uh, you know, as always, if anybody has any ideas of what they'd like us to cover topics, guests, if you want to be a guest, uh, please reach out to us anytime. Uh, we definitely love to uh, push the edges of of, uh, of the topics that we're talking about, and uh, yeah, excited to hear from uh, from anyone out there that uh, would like us to to delve further into uh, any specific areas. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to check out future episodes of the Proof of Delivery Cast, which come out every month. In the meantime, keep an eye on our YouTube channel for additional content throughout the month. If you'd like to learn more from Routique, you can find us on every major social media platform by searching Routique or the handle at Routique. Or feel free to chat with us directly by visiting www.routique.com. Routique gives supply chain visionaries the x-ray vision they need to make their companies more efficient, responsive, and profitable.